It is with sad and heavy hearts that we at the Time for Hope Ministry announce that our founder and host, Dr. Frida Cruz, has departed for her heavenly home and into the presence of her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dr. Cruz passed away on October 21, 2022, surrounded by her loved ones following a lengthy illness. To read her complete obituary, please go to floydmortuary.com forward slash obituary forward slash Dr. Frida Cruz. We will continue to present many of Dr. Frida's insightful and informative interviews and introduce some new authors and guests with a new host in the near future. Join us now as we bring you the following program from our video archives. We thank you for your continued support and for your prayers for the Time for Hope ministry. Welcome to Time for Hope, a ministry of Hope for Living Media Church and Bible Study Time Incorporated. Here's your pastor and host, Dr. Frida Cruz. Thank you for joining us on Time for Hope. I'm Dr. Frida Cruz, your host, and with me is author and inspirational speaker, Laura Jones, who has written a book titled, Song of a Wounded Heart, and subtitled, Regaining Hope and Trust After Personal Tragedy, The Incredible True Life Story of a Woman Who Lost Everything. And she and I will be discussing her book today and again next week. Laura and her family left for vacation, excited to celebrate the holidays, but sounds of music and laughter in their van were shattered by a head-on collision in which Laura was the lone member of her family to survive. Laura wondered how she could ever go on with life alone. In her book, Laura takes us through her insurmountable pain and offers hope to others who are struggling to believe in God because of life's sorrows. As Laura points to the pathway toward peace and joy, during times of tragic circumstances, you can learn how you can truly live again and find God patiently waiting to offer hope that only He can provide. Stay with us. And Laura, it's a great privilege to have you here. Appreciate so much uh, the gift of your time and uh, also that you're willing to once again, which you've done many times already, I understand, share the story of your losing, what you refer to as losing everything. Would you, I'm gonna let you start out by uh, explaining that, why you, why and how you felt that you lost everything when you lost your husband and your two children in an automobile accident. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share the faith that I have experienced, the incredible presence that I've experienced of God through, through this story. It's, you know, when you start out through life and you find the one that you love and you build a family and you have all these dreams and hopes and plans. And then in a moment, for me, they were all gone. That's just snatched right away, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The, and you were asleep while this was happening. I was. I had fallen asleep in the front seat of passenger side of the van and expected to wake up in, at my husband's family home. 
oh, in about three hours. But instead, when I woke up, my entire life had changed. My husband and my son were killed on impact, and my daughter just lived a few more hours. So in just the span of a few hours, everything about my life had changed. All of, you know, I had my identity in being a pastor's wife, being Jay's wife, being Janessa's mom, being Jaden's mom, and all of that was gone. All of those plans, all those hopes. I had no idea what life was going to look like from there, and it, it was so hard to absorb. I truly felt like I'd lost everything. And in addition to that, we lived in a parsonage, a church-owned home, and so that needed a change too. They did, certainly didn't rush me out. They very gracious, took such good care of me. The church body took such good care of me. But I also needed to move. So, yeah, everything had to change. Everything it had to changed. become a new normal, didn't it? It did. And tragedy can, can bring that with uh, many, many people a new normal. And uh, because your life was, it really wasn't normal in lots of ways. I mean, you had lots of different kinds of good things going on, mm -hmm. uh, meeting the love of your life. Y'all were in school together. Is in that, college. You met him in college. Yes. And um, you, uh, of course, the way you wrote about him in your book, uh, y'all, you just were crazy about him, so to speak. <laughs> and it sounds like he could have been easily to be crazy about him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and because uh, I've read your book pretty thoroughly, it was uh, is a it's a very interesting book, which I'm really hoping our viewers, not just because you're here to tell the story and everything, but we'll want to hear the rest of the story yes. uh, that is written in your book. I'm going to say right off, right off uh, from the beginning, though, to God be the glory, because you've used scriptures at the beginning, I believe, of every chapter. Yes. And some of the strongest uh, scriptures that I, myself, have called favorites and have relied on uh, through the years of um, being a, a child of God and being, uh, you know, in ministry and uh, rearing three children. And now I have seven grandchildren oh, and wonderful. seven great-grandchildren. and uh, it, so on and so forth. And every day, every day, I pray, I, I call it a mantle that I ask God to keep over all of us uh, because this could happen to anybody. What yes. happened to you yes. could happen to anybody. And we, so I ask God for protection with his mantle and his angels. I'm a strong believer in angels being present. And I'm sure they were there right with you yes. uh, when you did kind of get, you weren't fully awake at the scene ever, were you? I was. Oh, you were? I was. You were. I, I couldn't absorb what I saw. I didn't understand what I saw, but I was awake. Because you were trying to get your husband to wake up, weren't you? Mm -hmm. What did he, um, was he injured to the point that there was, it was ugly, or did he just look like himself, or what? He looked like himself. He oh. just was no longer breathing. Uh huh. 
So it must have been some uh, just the impact on his body or mind mm -hmm. uh, yeah. or something. Chest, chest, chest. Yeah. is that where mm -hmm. where it was? Mm -hmm. And um, so they had to tell you that, didn't they? They um, did. As you tried to keep waking him up or whatever. Mm -hmm. They yes. didn't tell me until I got to the hospital that they took me to. They were so kind. I, I was holding his head, trying not to hurt him further, not understanding that he was already with the Lord. And somebody reached in from the other side and said, I'll hold him for you so that you can can go with the paramedics. And I'm just so grateful for that person. I don't know who they were or where they are, but if they're listening today, it was one of the very kindest moments of the night. Well, I can know for sure that God's angels were there uh, as three of your family members were whisked, as it were. You, you know, we have to go through the first heaven. We have to go to the through the second heaven uh, and um, it, it, to be with the Lord. But it doesn't take long, mm -hmm. uh, apparently, from what we read and what we understand happens. Yes. Um, there is a paradise The uh, Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. So it's, it's not the ultimate heaven that we go to, uh, but we go uh, in, we, we can go in a hurry. <laughs> yes. And I do believe our angels are very active in carrying us, uh, carrying us wherever, you know, it, to paradise or to heaven. I agree. I didn't see any angels, but I know they were there. Because uh -huh. in the van, God began to sing a song to me. That, I was going to ask that question. Tell me how oh. you knew God was singing to you. <laughs> well, I, music ministers to my soul, and I remember music easily. And I, it was a song that began to play in my head that I recognized because I'd heard it before, but I didn't know it, so I didn't know the words. I was completely dependent upon waiting for God to sing the next phrase to me. And the very first phrase that he sang was, do not be afraid. And, and you know, there, in the Bible... There is a hymn, there is a song or hymn titled, Do Not Be Afraid. No, this particular song is called The Voice of Truth, and it's by Casting Crowns, a contemporary Christian music group that I'd heard on the radio. But the first part of the song that God sang to me was, do not be afraid. And you know, every time in the Bible when an angel shows up, that's the first thing he says, do not be afraid. And, mm -hmm. and I believe, although I couldn't see them, I believe that that was angels all around me mm -hmm. and God himself singing that song to me. Do not be afraid. And the second, I can't imagine. I've tried to picture in my mind God singing. I never thought about that before. God singing, yes. and uh, but you've so it, it was very interesting that you put it, it that way. Yes, I know it was him. So the next phrase he said was, "This is for my glory." Oh, goodness, I teach that regularly and faithfully. God doesn't allow tragedy. He doesn't allow pain uh, in our lives without a purpose, without a purpose, and without eventually he's going to be glorified yes. and uh, magnified and glorified. I'm really grateful he told me that before I even understood because at that point, I didn't know that Jay and Jaden were already gone. I didn't know I was going to lose all three. So 
from the very beginning, I knew that God wanted to use this for His glory, and and He has. He has kept that promise. It, you're, you're, uh, it took you a while to find that true and be able to say that, but by the yes. end of your book, you, you're saying it very loudly and very clearly, and yes. uh, which I so greatly uh, appreciate, you know, taking the whole trip through the, the, the book with you and then it ending with what you just said and you're being, uh, that was in 2004. How many, that's yes. been how many years now? Almost 15 at Thanksgiving. Coming up this season, mm -hmm. uh, almost 15 years. So yes. they're telling me, believe it or not, it's already time for a break and we will be right back. What are you to do when grief breaks your heart? Admit your heart is broken and accommodate it by grieving. Perhaps you are thinking, what is Dr. Frieda saying? Because that is not what I have been taught. To many, it will come as a shock that I would encourage you to give in to your emotions of grief when a loved one is terminally ill or has already died, perhaps unexpectedly. This is true because many Christian leaders and pastoral counselors teach that Christians are to be strong and rejoice that their loved one either will be going or is already in heaven, and to allow our emotions to have their way with us is wrong. I have counseled people who have taught and given such advice, and then when they experience loss, they find themselves in a bind because others place the same burden on them that they have put on others. These misguided souls are caught in the web of knowing what they feel and believing something is wrong with them for feeling the grief they do. Grief is a natural and normal response to the loss of someone we are fervently attached to. It just so happens God made us that way, and to pretend otherwise can only complicate the physical, emotional, and spiritual problems which are often the result of significant loss. Grief and bereavement compromise the immune system, leaving survivors vulnerable to depression, sickness, and disease. Studies have documented a record number of sudden deaths among men from coronary heart problems following the loss of a child. Others become spiritually confused, asking why, and are wondering where God was when death snatched their cherished ones from them. So, when it comes our turn to grieve, and it will come, what can we do to remain healthy and spiritually strong through the process? Accept the reality that death will take someone from all of us sooner or later, and either expected or unexpectedly. When it does happen, own the pain of loss by allowing yourself to feel what you feel and tell yourself it's okay. And research has revealed that surrounding ourselves with people who are supportive while we grieve promotes better health. And finally, do what my mother used to sing about, tell it to Jesus. 
And I add, He will be there to comfort and sustain you. Thanks for staying with us on Time for Hope. And uh, I know you're just beginning to, to get into Laura's story of the loss of her husband and two children in one accident. She was the only, there were four of them in the van, and she was the only one that survived the accident on a cold, ice, uh, icy road. And I've lived out where it snows and gets, and, and gets the roads covered with ice, and I know what that's like. And you do too, don't you? Yeah. Uh, do you still get that uh, in uh, liberal Kansas? We do. We don't get a lot of ice. That was part of the problem. We were not expecting the ice. It was just a lone valley in the middle of a long stretch of road, and we weren't worried about the conditions, so it surprised everybody when we hit that ice. I know that you have brought up, and you've also met with and forgiven the other person involved. It was a head-on collision. Did he actually cause the accident? Yes, he was the one who hit the black ice and slid across the center line into our lane. But that was out of his control, right. wasn't it? Right. Absolutely. It was truly an accident. But it was it has been a hard journey for him. A very hard journey for him. I would think so and and you were, you know, to bring that out in your book and uh, did you have any problem early on about being angry with him or not forgiving him? Or were you of a forgiving spirit from the beginning? My, my anger did not rest with him, partially because of what God allowed to happen at the hospital. When the chaplain came to the foot of my bed in the very first hospital I was in, I was still in a backboard, still laying there. They were still checking me out. And he came to the foot of my bed and he told me that my husband and my son didn't survive and that they did not think my daughter would live through the night. And I, I just remember being so overcome, just so shocked, but silent, just in shock. And then I heard that chaplain go to the other side of the curtain and I heard him tell the driver of the vehicle that hit us about what happened to us. And then I heard him wail. I heard his grief. I heard the torment that he was in. And so from the moment I knew, I knew how he felt. So that, that disconnected anger towards him. Mm -hmm. But it didn't take it away from God early on. That, uh, that I, it keeps coming to me uh, about <laughs> you using that word, he'd better. You're talking about God. Tell me how that, how that happened. <laughs> oh, um, people, people kept coming to me and saying, God has a big plan for you or he wouldn't have left you here. Oh. And I was just, <laughs> I was so angry, so at God, but I didn't really recognize I was angry mm -hmm. at him for a while. But I, I was so angry that like, I wanted the plan that he had already given me. Mm -hmm. I wanted the promises he'd already made to me. I didn't want this new plan. Mm -hmm. And that's where, mm -hmm. well, he better uh -huh. <laughs> came uh -huh. out of my mouth. And then I realized, uh -huh. <laughs> this yeah. is not okay. <laughs> and 
and I have to figure this out. But there were so many questions in my heart, so, so much to understand about why God would allow this. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time. That's why this book is just now coming out. It took a long time for me to wrestle through all those things, yes. come up with the answers, uh -huh. and why I wrote the book well, to God help people. It's not limited by time. No. Uh, we, we think in, in ways of time. We're limited by time. Yes. But God is not limited by time. No. And we have to wait. And I, I teach this often also, that when we pray for something, or we're seeking something from the Lord and we want it really bad. We want it now. Yes. We could go ahead and say to our prayer, we want, we want it now. Yes. But we, we have to learn to wait for God's will and timing and His timing. Uh, he, do, uh, he hears our prayers. Mm -hmm. He comes through with His promises, but He does it in His own time yes. and in His own way. And uh, there is a process of learning that in our relationship with God. Yes, yes. And you, you learned it, uh, began to learn it early on, didn't you? I did. I did. I did. One you, of the biggest. How quickly did you? How soon did you ask why? From the very beginning, From I the asked beginning. why. I want to say something right now. I'm not encouraging people to be angry with God, and I'm not encouraging people to, you know, question Him and what He does, but I'm saying He's big enough to handle it. God, yes. uh, we can, uh, God is big enough to handle our why mm -hmm. uh, and uh, our anger. If we're willing, if we're willing, uh, to let and allow Him to work in our hearts and lives, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, He's willing to forgive us of our anger and our questions. Oh, yes. You think about how you raised your children. You didn't get angry with them for asking questions. In fact, typically, or at least what I got upset with my children with, with questions, was if I had already answered the question. And they're only asking again because they didn't like the first answer. <laughs> That's more when we get in trouble asking questions of God. So if you think about Moses, when God came to him in the burning bush and he said, I want you to go and rescue all of these people from slavery. And Moses didn't think he was capable. He didn't understand. He asked question after question after question after question. And God patiently answered them all. He didn't get angry until Moses said, send somebody else. And then God got angry. Mm -hmm. That's what the passage says. Mm -hmm. What he's looking for is obedience. It mm -hmm. doesn't bother him to, for us to ask questions. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be honest with the emotions and the questions of our heart, just like we want our children to honestly ask us questions and we patiently explain to yeah. them. Now you suffered a brain concussion and yet, the, it, you know, we, uh, we go through and we have funerals and within three to four days as a general rule after the death of uh, someone and you had, you would be the one to make decisions about where the funerals were going to be held. By the way, where were you living at the time? Miami, Oklahoma. Oh, so you were in Oklahoma. Where was the accident? It was in Kingman, Kansas. Yeah, you'd gotten that far. Yeah, about an uh, let's see, 
three and a half hours away from yeah. home. And now you live in uh, liberal Kansas. Li liberal uh, <laughs> Kansas, but um, funerals had to be funeral plans had to be made, mm -hmm. and funerals had to be held. And you were, were the one, even with a brain concussion, uh, that would be making those decisions. And it hit you when this all started happening that you had to pick out three caskets. I mean, it's hard enough. I've gone through enough. It's hard enough to pick out one. I remember the day that we went to the funeral home, um, I and my family, to pick out the, the casket for uh, my husband. He's been gone this month. Some, uh, the latter part of this month will be 10 years, it seems impossible. Um, but we had, uh, we had quite a time uh, deciding on which casket. So you had three caskets to pick out. That hit you like someone said on my show recently, did it hit you like you'd been hit in the stomach or something or kicked oh. in the stomach? And you know, the harder moment was when we drove up in front of the the funeral itself, and there were three hearses. It, it's like somehow that didn't ever stick in my brain. It, <sighs> but it hit, that was reality. That was when reality came. We're going to have to go out on that and pick up next week. We're going to have to leave our viewers hanging, uh, go out with you facing reality with a brain concussion of what really had happened and what you some of what you had ahead of you so uh, just we'll hold on and we'll pick up uh, for next week in, in our next show and in the meantime I have something to share from a couple of my viewers and the first one is a prayer request we encourage and invite any and all of you to send in your prayer request to us and we make sure that every prayer request that comes into time for hope we pray over. We have a Monday morning a devotional worship service here on, on our premises and um, we take every prayer request that has come in, we take them to the Lord, like that, that phrase, take it to the Lord in prayer. And we, we do, we take these prayer requests to the Lord. So we're inviting you to send in your prayer requests and they will be prayed over uh, in, uh, with, uh, when you send them into Time for Hope. And I'm sharing one with you. Dear Dr. Frieda, please pray for my brother he lost his wife several years ago and has also lost four children. He is a new Christian. Also, please pray for me for healing of MS. Then I have a word of encouragement from one of our viewers that reads, Dear Dr. Frieda, thank you so much for the program time for hope. Thank you for that. That's very encouraging. I've learned so many life lessons from your program, and thank you again for that, and I hope this will be one of those shows that uh, you learn some things from that you might even never have to use yourself, but you can always pass them on uh, to someone that's going through a tragedy or a hard time. And then the next thing I ask is to make sure you uh, that you uh, join us again next week on Time for Hope. Thank you for watching Time for Hope, 
a ministry of Hope for Living Media Church and Bible Study Time Incorporated. We offer a free fact sheet with more information on today's topic. Call or write us to get your copy today. The resource we are offering this week is available for a donation of at least $10 to the Time for Hope ministry. Any additional donation you wish to send will be greatly appreciated. Call us at 800-669-9133. Write us at Post Office Box 2169, Spartanburg, South Carolina, 29304. Or visit our website at timeforhope.org. Until next time, have a great week. And remember, it is time for hope.